welcome back to another Club Sports 10-Bit Podcast, a sportscast where I like to reflect upon coaching development and mental skills as applied to sports. Now, the question I'm posing today is, what is your coaching philosophy? This is something that is asked of many young coaches as they're starting out on their career, but I feel something that is defined over many years of experience and really overcoming some of the challenges that are presented in that pathway, dealing with parents, loss of games and really losing coaching positions, they all help define our pathway. But what is truly meant by coaching philosophy? We see lots of driven coaches who push their players beyond the limits to gain outcomes. Is that really the coaching philosophy or is that the coaching approach? Is it based upon outcome or how we go about our business? An analogy that I really like is the philosophy is the compass of our performance as a coach and in guiding our athletes. So really it's when those tough times come in a performance, we stick to the compass points. We follow our own philosophy and we stick to the route we planned. We don't get swayed off course by potential fear of failure. And so when I look back on my own coaching journey, I really do feel my philosophy has only been defined in the last few years. And this was something I was asked to do on a recent coaching course to define my philosophy. So I'm going to share some of the virtues that I've developed and the rationale in why these certain values are in there. Because that's truly what a coaching philosophy is. It's a set of values that guide you in your performance and your ideals as a coach. Not necessarily looking at the outcomes and how you develop drills and activities to get the outcome that you desire. And this is why I'm saying that a philosophy is really developed over many years. I've seen it where lots of young coaches come in, they gain their coaching certification and are given a team. And obviously their next thoughts are on how to turn that team into a performing team that's going to gain results. Or they may even adopt the philosophy of a winning coach. So a coach wins a world championship and we all take on their mantra and follow their way of developing a winning team. Yet how is this truly possible? Because the philosophy really should take on each coach's personality and the environment in which they're working. So before I start to reveal some of my values and philosophy, let me invite you to take a moment and just jot down what you feel your philosophy is now and how it guides you in your coaching delivery. What are the things that you hold true in your delivery, regardless of the players that you're coaching or the level of competition? Are these stable in every environment or will they fluctuate again according to the competition? Because if we are true to our coaching philosophy, regardless of the level of competition, these same values should be present in every session and help to motivate and drive the players to successful outcomes. As indicated earlier, I feel the coaching philosophy really is the compass and the values within are the compass points that guide us on our journey to support those athletes to fulfill their true potential and hopefully nurture and support some of the values that we as coaches hold within their own performance and development. So here we go. And my response to the question was five values. You don't want an exhaustive list. So the five values that I hold within my coaching philosophy and I hope are demonstrated in every delivery that I give to players and coaches starts with the first one, which is connection. Now, another term that I often use for connection is rapport because it's not only connecting with your athletes and getting to understand them, but it's them connecting to you. So rapport I see is slightly different. And my definition of rapport is to be able to express a mutual respect and trust in a harmonious manner to each other. So quite often I will go in and open up some banter with athletes so that they know they can come to me. Now obviously that level of rapport will fluctuate between sessions and game time. Sometimes we're focused on the performance ahead, but at all times that rapport must be there. A player must feel safe to come to me and express any feelings that they have, 
in regards to their performance or anything outside of the performance. Now, in order to support this, I want to give the story of a ex-professional soccer player back home in England who, when he was on the coaching course, really didn't engage with any of the other candidates. And when challenged, his answer was that he wanted to be a top-level professional coach and he didn't need to get the players to like him. That wasn't important. What was more important was getting the results on the Saturday. And he really, truly missed the point. Now, like I say, this is an ex-professional player trying to get into the professional game. And to me and many of the other candidates, his approach was totally flawed. You need to get buy-in from your athletes in order to follow your instructions. Yet he had developed in a culture maybe back in the 70s where the coach said jump and the players asked how high. So we do need to understand also the change in times. And a lot of the coaches you see now in professional sports do have this positive relationship with the athletes and even their extended family. So connection is the most important virtue for me to relate to my athletes. The second one is honesty. And in order for a player to really work for you, they want you to be honest. And as a youth coach, there's quite often times where we have to make challenging calls or decisions in terms of playing time, um, substitutions, anything in supporting an athlete, maybe even getting back from injury. And the best way to do this really is through honesty. We can't be telling players one thing and then someone else another. And I've often said probably the biggest lie in youth soccer is that when a coach tells a child that he's too small to play at that level of performance. Why is that the biggest lie? Because we only need to look at probably the best dribblers and midfielders in the game. People like Lionel Messi, Diego Maradona, who were all small athletes. So let's be honest with our athletes and with ourselves when we make those decisions. And especially if you have to deal with parents. If this message needs to be relayed to parents, be honest and open on why you made that decision and maybe support it with that this is just your decision and everyone will see it slightly different. Now, my next value, and one that I feel is equally important, is to challenge the athletes. But not only challenge the athletes, but I want to challenge myself. So if I'm going into a game, I may challenge myself in how I approach the game, maybe the tactical formation. But when we look back to the athletes as well, we need to challenge those. There's lots of research out there saying why children take up and stay in sport at a young age. And often it relates to fun, enjoyment, and a sense of belonging. But in order to belong, they also need to be challenged as they get older. So one of the key coaching strategies that I've always used is to try and push that child just a little bit further than they've got at the moment. And it's interesting just reading a book on flow at the moment, being in the zone. And one of the strategies in there is that athletes need to be pushed just 4% each time they go into a practice or performance in order to feel they have control over their own destiny. Now, if we go beyond that 4%, you can see where anxiety comes in and the player feels unsuccessful in maintaining the standards that are required. If it's less than that, then a feeling of apathy, and we've done this before, comes into play. So children aren't motivated to keep pushing their own limits. So as coaches, we really should think about that, of pushing our athletes just that 4% across the line in order to maintain that motivation and drive to excel and develop their own potential. Now, so far, most of my values have been based around supporting the athletes, but another key one is leadership. As coaches, we will be called upon to make challenging and difficult decisions in terms of, like I say, player selection and maybe the tactical approach to different games, depending upon the timing of the season, whether you're in pre-season, the middle of the season, or maybe even as a coach, supporting those individual athletes as they're going into an important one-off qualifying competition. We need to be able to make decisions that support not only the athletes or the athlete, 
but are guided also by our compass. If we suddenly veer off from our guiding values, then the athlete will question everything that we've done in the build-up. On previous podcasts, I've talked to coaches who have changed their approach to a game based on the opposition. And they've gone back and reviewed what happened as a consequence of that and will never do that again. So leadership means sticking to our values and really making those tough decisions and then giving responses with honesty. And you can truly see how my previous values really support this one of leadership. So the rapport, you can only be honest if you have that rapport and respect of the players. And then further the element of challenge. Before you send any athlete out into competition, you really want to challenge them to be their best on the day. And in order for them to respect that, you have to have that leadership. You make calls and decisions that remain true to your values, but hopefully also challenge the athlete and give them confidence to carry out your directions within the performance. Now, another element of the leadership is, can you then give some of that leadership to your athletes? Because that's what ultimately the goal of the coach is, to become redundant, to give the athletes enough support that they make those leadership decisions within the performance. Because we can't control everything as coaches. We can't control the weather, the referees. And this is where the other element of leadership comes in. Quite often we watch professional sport and coaches will come out with a reason why they lost. It was the referee or even the number of injuries that we've carried. These are all excuses that deflect away from the performance and the virtues and culture of the team that the coach is developing. So to conclude on the value of leadership, one of the definitions I truly like is, a great leader develops more leaders, not followers. And I think that's really key in that when we connect with our athletes, we need to challenge them to step up and make decisions as well. Now, I come on to my last value. And it's a simple one, and it goes right back to what I said at the beginning, why children play sport. There's got to be an element of fun at any level, whether it's professional or grassroots sport. If the coach isn't having fun, I can assure you the athletes are not having fun either. And I've often said to parents, when you go and watch your child, don't watch them to see if they're enjoying it and having fun. Look at the coach. If the coach is open and engaging and having a great time with the athletes, the athletes quite often will be enjoying it as well. So as coaches, we really must embrace this element of fun. And so no matter what challenges we face in our daily life, when we stand in front of our athletes, we've really got to be open and welcome them into the sporting arena. Because for me, the sporting arena is an escape from all what goes on in the world. COVID, whatever challenges we're facing, when we go to sport, it's a chance to escape. And that's what we really want to get back to. Allowing not only the athletes and the parents to escape, but all of us, including ourselves as coaches, to really embrace the free spirit of sport. And so now I challenge you. Can you think of the values that you hold and think how they would relate to your sport in particular and the delivery of coaching instructions and empathy to the athletes in your sport? And remember, the coaching values and philosophy that you develop really should reflect your personality. Let's not look to take on a template from someone else, but develop our own authentic approach to how we deliver the game and support our athletes. Now, I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of my values. The real acid test is, are these evident within my delivery? And the only true judges of these should be the players that I've coached and not the outcome of the performances. As I often express to my players in order to get them to commit to performances, we always win games. We may not score more goals than the other team, but we always win. And that's the key philosophy for me moving forward, to challenge ourselves and to be winners, because winners never quit. Thank you for listening. We all look forward to get back on the field. I can't wait to get out there and coach again. So stay safe. Let's hope we can get through this torrid time. 
and get back to what we really enjoy, the spirit of sport and play. Mm-hmm.